This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here with you, and in the studio to be interrogated is <laughs> the one and only Pastor Tim Chin. Hey, Tim. Hey. All right, here's our question for today. So Pastor we're turning Tim. the tables today. We're going right. to turn them on this, and, on this episode. And then I'm just going to grill you. <laughs> You're going to be like a medium rare steak. There you go. That's is, my favorite kind. Isn't it? Yeah, I know. Like, who eats medium well or oh, well man, done? Don't, don't, there's no need to kill the Give cow the a second time. Thank you. Is forgive and forget biblical? The person goes on to say, is it wrong to remember a person's sin against you to protect yourself? As a simplistic example, if a person tells a secret you told them not to tell, you forgive them and don't hold it against them, but remember not to tell them secrets again in the future. <laughs> All right, what do you say? Well, I think we need to look at what, what does Scripture say about this? And the passage that instantly came to mind is Philippians 3.13, where Paul's talking. He says, brothers, I do not count. Uh, I'm sorry, I do not consider. That's my King James coming out there. <laughs> do not consider that I have made uh, it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. And then he goes on and talk about himself and he's encouraging them. And so I think that forgive and forget or forgetting your past is coming out of that kind of uh, language from Paul. Now, then he goes on to actually articulate what he did in what the past. He, what he did in the past. <laughs> and, and yet, and which means to me, that as human beings, we we are granted the ability to forgive only, well, mainly through our forgiveness in Christ. As someone who has understood salvation, someone who's been forgiven of our sin, we are granted that same ability to give forgiveness or grant forgiveness to others. Mainly, we need to start with forgiving ourselves, but forgiving others of the sin or the the infraction that they have done to us. But the forgetting part is is the hard part for human beings. I don't completely understand this. I know scripture says that when when we're forgiven, God removes our sin as far as the east from the west. I don't know how that works. How does God who is all-knowing and infallible and 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 so wonderful, how can he remove our sins as far as the east from the west. And it sounds like he forgets it. And and yet, human beings, we have such a hard time. You know, there I, I understand there are people that um, they can forget what they did yesterday. But the majority <laughs> of us, especially when we go through a traumatic event like the wound of a friend or the wound of a family member or, or someone that we've trusted in, in the case of this this question where someone has betrayed a trust— how do you forget that? How do you, how do you not, every time you talk to that person, have in the back of your mind, I have to be careful because this person has already violated a trust. So for the, what does that mean for the Christian? How do we forgive and forget, or how do we forgive and move forward? And I think that we are commanded to forgive. We are commanded not to hold uh the sin of our brothers or sisters against them. And forgiving means no longer holding them uh, accountable, no longer holding that uh, violation over their head, no longer punishing them for that error that they've made. 
but to forget it um, is is the the part that as humans um, that I wrestle with in my own life. And I do think, and what I've counseled people before, because they've, they've had situations like this and they come to me, or I'm sure they've come to you and they said, you know, hey, this is what happened. This person deeply wounded me. How do I, how do I forgive and forget? Well, forgiving that part is basically if when I forgive them, I release them. And if, if I'm not going to release them, then the Bible talks about how that, that can easily grow into a, a, a root of bitterness. And, you know, um, you know I, I think you've heard this before, and I hope the listeners have before as well. You know, not forgiving someone is you drinking the poison and expecting the other person to get sick or, mm. or, or be hurt. That's not going to happen. Yeah, you know, if, if I'm going to drink the poison, then which is the poison of unforgiveness or holding that grudge, then I'm the one that's going to suffer the consequences, not the other person. But to forget it, to me, what that looks like is I need to release them, but I need to also put up a, a, a boundary that is reasonable. And, and there is in lies the tricky part, the nuance of mm. how do I set up a boundary where I'm still not punishing the person, so I've not forgotten but I am putting up a safe boundary. And, and what I've said to, before to, to other people, you know, if, if I'm a lion tamer or if I work with wild animals, if I ever forget that the nature of this creature, this beast, mm-hmm. is, is a wild animal, if I ever forget that, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And there are people um, that we need to set up a safe boundary with and say, you know what? Uh, I, I can love them. I can forgive them for what they've done, but I have to put up a safe boundary. I have to protect myself or protect others. And I, I think there is a biblical examples of that where, where we see when things happen in scripture, especially the people, they say, you know what? I'm not going to hold that fault against them, but I'm not going to go into that cage with them again. And so I think that's a safe place to be. Um, again, I don't understand how it works with God, but none of us are God and we cannot forget. I imagine there was a sermon way, way long time ago, and it was on God has removed your sins as far as the East is from the West. And and then the pastor, not realizing it's poetry, <laughs> says, <laughs> says, forgive and forget and and then it feels good. It feels like wow, that's like that's like a alliteration. It kind of like yeah, right. You know, the F and the F go together, and and uh, and then they start repeating it. And this guy's sermon goes far and wide, and then it eventually makes itself into our pop culture. You know, just language, mm-hmm. and and then we think about it for a moment, and we're like, wait a minute, does God actually forget? Yeah, does God really forget? And is that even the point? Which is the the the, the idea is that I won't hold it against you. Yes. Which which. In poetic language, could be you know forget mm. or whatever, but like, does the Bible ever command us to forget? Not that I know of. Like, I can't think of. I'm trying. I'm legitimately asking the question. Like, like I'm trying to think of anywhere where the Bible's like, um, uh, forget, forget about. Like, don't even bring it. Like, I get it out of your brain. I don't even know that we have that capacity. So short of supernatural, right. whatever. So, and there is a there is a sense that again, I'm throwing out sayings here mm-hmm. in this podcast. I don't know why, but there, you know, that time heals all wounds. There, there is that saying, and there, there is a, a supernatural 
thing that happens as we forgive, as we release someone from a sin that they've done against us or, or a hurt against us, as time goes on, that pain lessens and lessens the experience. And it's, it's when you talk to someone about something that happened to them and there's no more energy, there's mm-hmm. no bitterness. You can, they're, they're just telling, this is what happened to me in the past. This person hurt me or this situation was very hurtful at the time. And you can tell by the tone that they have that they're beyond it. And while they, they, have, they have not forgotten the event, they have forgotten the, the depth of hurt, the emotional uh, baggage that came with that event. And so there is that ability. And to me, that's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit that allows the person to forget that depth of pain. And, and it's, you know, again, I'd use the analogy of, you know, moms give birth to a child, the pain that they go to through in childbirth. And then yet, you know, a year later, they're saying, yep, we're ready to get pregnant again. You know, and it's, <laughs> oh, okay. You know, it's a supernatural work of, of God that yeah. does that. Mm. And I think it's the same thing. But, but I go back to what I said earlier about allowing, when you don't allow you, yourself to forgive, that root of bitterness is a poison that we we feed ourselves. We've got to be able to release that. We've got to be able to say, you know what? This is on God and I am no longer going to 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 wallow in this mess. Yeah. I've got to allow God to take care of it. I got to trust him. And you know, then the forgetting of that pain is released. Yeah. I'll give you an analogy I think where God Actually, maybe it's an analogy. It's a real illustration where God <laughs> is like no remember. So when you think about a qualified elder, you actually have to look over the course of their life sure. and see where the if there were any disqualifying sins. It doesn't mean you want to punish them for no. them or, or, or cast condemnation. But the only way you're going to be able to know whether or not they are qualified or not is to dig through their past and to see. And if you've forgotten them all, yeah. then it, the implication is like, well, it's done. I'm forgiven. It doesn't matter. Just forgive and forget because God forgives and forgets and anything you yeah. did in the past doesn't. And, and, and that to me is not not a biblical concept. Right. Like the, the principle though is is wisdom trusts people based on past faithfulness or yes. faithlessness. It doesn't mean that we love though is, is not contingent on that. Mm-hmm. Trust which really that's the point is you need to find trustworthy men to be yes. elders and trust is contingent on past performance for sure. Not love, not yeah. salvation. And, and again, we're not talking about perfection. Correct. And this is the other side of Plus not speak for yourself. <laughs> joke, 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 just kidding. Yeah, just just kidding. kidding. Right. But the whole idea of not forgetting, you know, let's say, let's take this scenario uh, hypothetical. This never happens, but I say something that hurts you. And, and so you can make the choice. You can forgive me or you can hold that against me. You can forget it or you cannot forget it, meaning you, you won't drink that poison. Mm. And then the next step is, okay, so how do I respond after that? And you tell me, hey, you really hurt me. You really offended me. And I, if, if I say, dude, I didn't mean that at all, I, 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 or I did mean it and I was wrong, uh, please forgive me. That is the other side of not forgetting that we also need to keep in consideration because if we just forgive and forget, we don't want to forget the apology. We don't want to forget the reconciliation. We don't want to fe- we don't want to forget the healing that is on the other side of the wound. Now I know 
at times we don't have that. We don't have that closure in a wound, you know, and I've, I've talked with people that, you know, someone who hurt them very deeply has now died and they can never get any kind of reconciliation. They never can have that confrontational uh, conversation where they say, hey, you really wounded me. And, and I just need to tell you I've forgiven you. There, there is no closure. Mm. But for the most part, we have the opportunity for closure. And we can, we can then lean into, hey, I know they hurt me. They're human. I've hurt people. And I want to, I want to remember the good of the, the repentance, the forgiveness, the reconciliation. Um, a brief story. When I was, this goes way back, mm-hmm. way, way back. Uh, in elementary school, kindergarten, first grade, there was a kid named David. David and I, for whatever reason, we fought every day at recess. And as, again, this has been so many years ago, I'm exaggerating probably. We probably didn't fight every day, but we fought every week. And we were worst enemies. We were so stinking competitive. He was a good athlete. I was a good athlete back then. And yet, we got in such a fight. One day we went to the principal's office and I remember the principal in like first grade, he says, boys, you either going to have to get along or, or you are going to end up, you're, you're, if you don't get over this and you don't figure out how to uh, be friends, it, it, the consequences are going to be worse than you ever want. And, and I, you know, as a, a first grader, you're so threatened by those kind of words. We became such best friends Mom. that I cried and cried and cried in fourth grade when he moved away. Mom. And yet he and I were the worst enemies, you know, for two years. And that is the other side of the forgetting that we don't want to forget. We don't mm-hmm. want to forget the the hurt that is that is redeemed by mm-hmm. God. Here we go. I have another question. Should I partake or pass at Catholic communion? Well, that's a good question. It's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> Come back next time. <laughs>